Hello and welcome to Motoring First. It is finally my turn to ask the questions because Karthik finally decided to leave the office, go somewhere, do something. And of all the things he could have chosen, he chose to drive the new Hyundai Creta. I know, I'm as mystified as you are. But I'm assuming that means there's something new about the Creta Karthik. Is there something new about the Creta? Yes, Shumi, there is. It's called the Creta facelift. Uh, there's a line that Shumi used earlier uh, when we were not discussing the car, but just generally uh, talking about the times that we're in. He said that there was Treta Yug, and now we are living in the Creta Yug, which is actually <laughs> pretty fair because the Creta has been a benchmark vehicle of sorts. It's been a trendsetter. Yes, uh, I saw the design of the last one and I thought that really set a trend. <laughs> so somebody else said this and I thought it was hilarious uh, and absolutely spot on. Hyundai just manages to do designs the first time out which you go like, what? Why? And then they fix it. Which is why this facelift is important. And I can give you an example. Look at the Grand Aita Neos uh, pre-facelift and look at it post-facelift. It's, it's significantly better. It's far, it looks attractive. And uh, I think that's also the case with the Creta now. Interesting. Uh, so that means if I were to be at, uh, at the level of the CEO of Hyundai, I just tell the guys, say, listen, design this car. Are you done? He says, yeah, now throw that away. And now do the actual design instead of having to do a facelift four years later or what, what five years later, whatever the number is. Okay, here's the funny story. So the Creta has come out now and there's going to be a Creta N-Line, which we'll also talk about just briefly later. But uh, apparently the Creta N-Line is a looker. Wait, wait, wait one second. Creta N. Creta N. Creta N. Do you know what I mean? If you know what it means, tell me. Okay. Just one vowel different. <laughs> so Creta... And <laughs> now you got it. I love it. Okay. No, 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 listen, my brain works like this. It has nothing to do with the Creta at all. My brain just works like this. I'm sorry. I apologize. Uh, <laughs> so the Creta N is a good looking car. So uh, we've not seen that. This was just a conversation, side conversation and that we do know that Hyundai is going to be bringing more N lines. And um, so the Creta N line when it comes uh, will be very, should be even better looking than this. And uh, so we will start with that. Right. All right. I'm going to go with this because this is a slightly difficult talk because I'm going to say it right at the outset that this feels very familiar as a car. And right? given the fact that it's the market leader of its segment for a long time, that's not a bad thing. That's not a bad thing. Okay. What the credit has stood for for me is like a very safe bet for people who wanted this in this space, wanted an SUV, which was family friendly yet uh, you know, felt upmarket. I mean, in terms of the gadgets and all that, it offered you a lot of that wow stuff mm. at uh, with a lot of engine options at a price point, which was, uh, I mean, is the one that's defined the space, right? So it's been doing that for a long time. So the Creta uh, has been outdone by its sibling, the Seltos, on the wow factor in terms of design and coolness and all of that. Sure. This very clearly is sticking to a ground, which is that middle ground. It's safe. It's not going to feel too young for somebody or too dynamic. It's that, hey, this does many things, it does it well, it is not going to be offensive or too polarizing for anybody. Yeah, and to, for what it's worth, it's not necessary to be on the fringe because the middle is usually bigger and that's why the Creta outsells everything. So this is, we went to Jodhpur to drive the Creta. Oh, so, fancy. Yeah. So we got out of the Jodhpur airport and my first glimpse of the Creta uh, was from the side, a little bit rear three quarters and I thought, it looks exactly the same. 
and it does because from the side the changes are minimal the it's other, always the case with facelifts isn't it yeah. they don't ever touch the side body apart from adding a sticker or removing one of those rubbing pads or something right so now this is a credit to their 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 uh, work in terms of the design because the front and the rear are quite different right and there were conversations about oh this doesn't look like the tucson whereas in some of these other southeast asian markets where the creta got a facelift it followed the tucson's uh, grill and design right. which is uh different it's not as chunky and square sure. as this one sure. um and my discussion with amit dhondial who has product for you know he was like we wanted to get something that was fresh that mm. would have been a year and a half old by the time it came to india and for the indian market we wanted to do something special and one of the things that they got as feedback after the creta was launched was that this doesn't feel imposing enough right okay so they've gone with the more square design they've done a couple of things for that the grill, all the elements are chunky up front right you look at the grill the big blocks like the gaps between the grill slats and all of that is massive mm. right so much so that there's this one sensor sticking out of the you know you have the front uh, cross member i mean the member at the front it's sitting up on top of that you could see it very clearly and like, that should have been kept away a little bit better right mm. so you can see the radiators and all of that very clearly through that but overall the way the headlamps are positioned and all it has a more upright stance the hood is redesigned so in fact funnily enough it does have more sheet metal changes than you were expecting all the metal panels mm. uh of course the hood is different they had to reshape the side fenders and the tailgate is different because like you said in the sonnet conversation as well the connected tail lamps mm. everybody's going to do them and yes it's uh, happened here on the creta as well okay and overall the rear and the front i think it's striking a good stance mm. it looks it looks different it looks it's not going to, it, it's going to be liked by more people that is i okay. think uh, given where the design was in my opinion obviously given where the old design was it's not really hard to do is it <laughs> so yeah uh that was the first sense of the creta mm. and uh then i got into the car and i just spent some time sitting there in the parking lot taking it in and uh on the inside my first thought straight mm. up was that it's not in the same league as the seltos oh right but i think that's a can be interpreted as a miss and b it is also the way the creta has always been in a in a way yeah that's the funny thing right even when the seltos the this generation of the creta and seltos the seltos came before the creta hmm. right it was kia's debut vehicle for india and they had really pulled out the stops with the experience inside the cab sure. and then when the creta came you looked at it and you thought that mm, it doesn't look as cool as that hmm. right is the design not cool on this it is it's a different take they have been doing this slightly retro style for the cabin if you you remember the ionic 5 yeah. it has a strange uh, retro modern kind of feel to it which they started with their fuel cell vehicle uh, let me know in the comments what that is it just slipped my mind uh, but that theme kind of carries forward here as well mm. uh, but the difference isn't it's not that it feels poor quality okay it feels well put together it's not flimsy feeling it's not that the plastics or anything feels cheap i just think they've missed out on a few uh not tricks just details right so it doesn't feel as snazzy or something or something like that on the set it just feels like they didn't put in they needed to put in more effort right so it's like they have now those uh, so now on the inside uh, one of the feature additions is now you have the dual digital displays mm. so you have the usual infotainment screen 
10.25 inches and uh, you also have the driver's instrument cluster which uh, also is a digital display now and there's one seamless i mean there's one panel that connects both of them they call it curvilinear uh, so it's not a curved screen okay so it's just the two screens but the panel that connects them is slightly curved okay uh, the uh, there's a little bronze strip that runs along the base of that panel, from the side and down the base. It has, if I'm not wrong, two joins in it because where the dash middle is, it comes and intersects that. Then there's another plastic panel there. So instead of it actually having that seamless feel, you see the interruptions, right? So it just doesn't feel like, come on. Attention to detail. Yeah. And the same way, like for on the uh, passenger side, there's a small shelf on the dashboard where you can keep your phone and stuff it's convenient right but the black for that and the little pad on top uh, where the aircon vents are nicely integrated there's this slim vents they're almost invisible that way you only see the controls um, the glossy the glossy plastic for that wasn't as smooth as I would have liked uh, that on the crash pad they have a mat uh, which again didn't give you that sense of it's all fine functionally but in terms of perceived quality, what you were saying, talking about right. the triumphs, right. it's the finish, hmm. right? It's not that you're thinking that this is flimsy, there's no breakdown, nothing. It's just that those details could have hmm. made it look and feel richer. Now, instead of that rubber mat with uh, the slightly you know, raised surfaces for grip, if it had just had a fabric material instead, hmm. let's say, it would look so much cooler, hmm. right? Those are the but details. But wait one second, if they start doing this, then what will Kia do? At the end of the day, the brother sister only, no? Yeah. So something they have to leave for Kia also, no? No, no. I, do, I mean, they have to fight, right? They're, it's not like they should be... Brothers and sisters man. don't always fight. Maybe that was your experience as you grow up, <laughs> but that's not how it actually works. Uh, and uh, If your Karthik family and you're watching this, tell us if you fought with him, brothers and brother to sister, in the comments, please. Don't, 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 don't. Didi, Just please, don't. you know who you are. <laughs> so... Uh, those are the details. So mm. at no point did I think that, you know, this is something that doesn't feel worth 20 lakhs in terms of its longevity. Or But you think that 5% more effort would have given you a 15% result on the feeling? Ah, man, it would have felt so good. Like, okay, now you look at the seats, mm. right? And the cabin, we, we were driving the top spec variants. So the cabin, the seats had this gray and gray combination, mm. lighter gray, darker gray with the con contrast... Uh, highlights in bronze mm. the orangish kind of they looked so good mm. it looked so nice i really liked it the lighter colors always help you know and the seats felt and i this is these are the small details that Hyundai does right which is why i said from practicality standpoint uh they get those details right mm. so like these seats the way they said that the basic so seats also have generations i don't know if you know that but there'll be somebody who manufactures the seat for the car maker and uh the generation will be a particular generation, which is the frame, but then the cushioning and the design of the seat, what you see on outside can change, which has changed slightly with this car. And uh, that I thought was, I can reference it directly with the Seltos with which we've spent time. And I thought these seats were just a little better in the kind of support they offered, kind of space they offered. Mm. So I enjoyed that. Uh, so those details, straight up, mm. nice. You, I, I mean, great. I, I think that this is where Hyundai does that extra 10% and you can feel it right. and you could feel it right away. Mm. Uh, like with the Seltos. So why uh, this is going to be a difficult conversation in some ways is because we're going to be referencing back and forth to let's say the Verna and to the Seltos because 
what the Creta has brought mm. as what is new to the Creta. A lot of it we've already seen and experienced with the Verna or the Seltos, right? So, uh, so no originality at all. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Should I, we? Look? I am kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding, right? Uh, so. Again, the seats, the driver's seat, it's eight-way power adjustable. And I'm saying this, I'm specifying this. We did this uh, in another conversation as well. Because what I love about these seats, these powered seats is that the seat base, you can adjust the tilt for it, not just the seat height. Mm. And the way it gives you thigh support, right? Mm. For different heights, different sizes is beautiful. And a lot of brands do not offer this cars that are even more expensive and these yep. are the small details that make your experience so much richer yep. so I'm going to call that out saying that this is awesome and more brands should do this okay right thigh support yeah um, it makes every drive so much more enjoyable and longer drives tireless mm. so it's great to have rear uh, seat so yeah I, uh, so I spent some time in the rear seat as well uh, I didn't have somebody to drive me so I was just at static uh, right it feels the same Right, it's wide, so for three people, it's going to be reasonably good for city trips and stuff like that. Uh, what again, the Creta always got right was the under thigh support, mm. so it feels more than what the Seltos has to offer. What I think Creta and Hyundai could do still better is that from the sides, mm. there should be a little bit more support from the seat base, right? It just feels like it's sloping off a bit, okay? So that would make this a great back seat mm. for uh, longer drives. Uh, and I keep saying longer drives because I would assume that people who buy vehicles like this, their intention is to travel with them. Or on the flip side, even if they're not traveling long distances, many of them will be chauffeur driven in our cities. Yeah. So that slopey seat will be something that they will be within their immediate universe, I suppose. Yeah. If it's fixable and it is an improvement, then it's worth too. Great point. So headroom, not an issue. So even if you're a six footer, you've got enough space to sit there. It's all fine. It's the same as before. Uh, no big changes on that front. Uh, we've spoken about the cabin um, look and feel. Mm. Uh, it has the features same like we saw before. The Bose sound system, panoramic sunroof. Uh, what feature additions other than that? That I know, sunroof. Yeah. Uh, feature additions aside from the dual digital displays, you have a 360 degree camera. Um, you have dual zone climate control which we also saw on the Seltos and talking about the Seltos we gave it a lot of flack for a little bit of details of the fonts that use on the mm, controls mm, mm, so Hyundai has done their, their I, I almost feel like they throw these red herrings out so that you get distracted by something so like the control panel for the aircon and all of that it's just chunky buttons all square cut like mm. it's just like I'm, uh, it's almost like they say, everybody said touchscreens were the answer and then you said they aren't the answer and everybody wants buttons again. So here you go, buttons. It, <laughs> it, it's bizarre, but it's what it is. Functionally, I'm sure on the go, you'll be able to uh, use the buttons without, uh, you know, mm. uh, pressing one for the other because they're large. They're easy to see, all of that. Mm. So again, practical in that sense, but not very cool looking. Which is it? So, this seems to be the running theme for the crater. Not very cool looking, functionally, we are okay. Yeah. And that has been, I think, its sweet spot. It's the reason why I preferred the crater for the longest time to mm. the Seltos because it got those details right, mm. right? Which actually improves your experience 
on the road. Got it. Right? And at launch, when the Creta and Seltos were new, the, this generation, you could feel these differences on the road in terms of noise insulation. Uh, so the Creta's cabin was quieter. Mm. Uh, the back seat was more comfortable. So it became more family friendly because of those things. Its suspension was tuned better. So it became more versatile because of Got that. It. And therefore, not as cool as the Seltos back then, but definitely more practical, right? So okay. that practicality theme is underlines the Creta mm. and uh, the big step up, what is new on the Creta mm. is the new 1.5 liter turbo petrol engine with the dual clutch, okay. uh, which first debuted on the Werner. Okay, that yeah. engine. Okay, right? got it. And it's a brilliant engine. Mm. Right? That's what you said for the Werner also. I love it in the Werner and um, it's no different here. We've mm. experienced it in the Seltos. The problem with the older engine was that at low speeds, it wasn't very comfortable. Mm. It would, there'd be turbo lag, then it would just come on and the dual clutch wasn't very smooth. Now this engine is so easy to use in the city, mm. right? This engine, we've seen that fuel efficiency isn't its strongest point in city traffic. But smoothness is. Yeah, ease of driving compared to the older engine, massive improvement. Mm. Uh, the gearbox is slick, fast. We consider this engine and gearbox combination to be the benchmark in the segment. Okay, wow. Okay. Yeah, for sure. Mm. It's quick, it's smooth, it feels modern and sharp. So it's, it's, it's highly rated from my side, from a usability standpoint, also from a performance standpoint. So right. everything else remaining aside, this is the engine transmission combination you would straight away recommend. Yeah, on the Creta, you can have the turbo petrol only with the dual clutch. There is no manual, IMT, nothing. Oh, solved. Yeah, so this is it. See how it works when you reduce the options. And it's brilliant. I think this is the combination to go for if you want the turbo petrol. It's full stop. Hmm. I don't think there is any hesitation on my part. Okay. It's an investment worth making because it's flexible enough. Got it. Uh, so the first part, driving out of the airport, I obviously aim for whatever potholes I could find, speed breakers, and past the first signal, I stopped. My notes say, is this riding on 18 inches? Hmm. It's like, no, not again. I can't deal with that again, right? Hmm. Because the cell toss is 18 inches just threw me off. And so I stopped and I checked, no, we were on 17s. So I said, Okay, which means we have to check tire pressures. Right. And they were up at 38. Was stock. Stock for three passengers and light load is 33. And, and you were alone in the car. Yeah, I was alone in the car. And yes, obviously we were bouncing everywhere. It was just, it felt firm. It felt, uh, it wasn't nice. Mm. And that's not how I remember the Greta. Super Meteor. <laughs> so then I dropped the pressures down and I hit the road and yeah, it felt immediately and I was like, man, thank God, 17s, this kind of ride, this is good. Mm. Um, we were driving uh, from Jodhpur out to Osia mm. and uh, the road is typically two lane highway mm. and it's straight for the most part. Yeah. And just a couple of curves, but there are little broken patches, nothing serious, mm. but you know, just tarmac is worn off, coarse tarmac. Um, and it was great that the sound insulation was still great. Mm. It felt like a cabin you could sit and chill in, mm. uh, enjoy traveling in it. And a couple of times I did say, okay, I'm going to drive manual and use the paddles and all of that. And you do that for a bit and you're like, yeah, it's fine. The engine Got engine it. and gearbox does everything you want, how mm. you want it. And it has the drive modes. So it, it if you are normal, it's peaceful. Mm. It's quick. If you put in sport, 
it has a sense of urgency to it and starts feeling exciting uh, is there an actual change in the engines of mopping so, or whatever or it is just that it holds the revs longer no it's uh, it does change the throttle response okay. it does change the gearbox logic so it'll hold on to a gear for longer got it it'll rev a little bit quicker uh, so those kind of things hmm. so it's not dramatic but it gives you that sense of got it. urgency yeah. yeah in the in what you're doing hmm. so it's good it, it was thoroughly enjoyable I didn't try out the off-road modes. I could have, but I didn't. Mm. Uh, aside from that, my sense by the time I got to Oceania, which is about was I think about sixty kilometers okay. or so, was that this feels familiar. Mm. It's the engine feels familiar. The Creta feels familiar. It's where I want it to be. Mm. Um, the one thing I forgot to mention when I sat in the back seat, I thought that the seat back was a little firm. The cushioning. Mm. Uh, I don't recall the old Creta being that firm. Okay. But is it something that uh, is a red flag for me? I'm. It might be bothersome for some. Uh, That's okay. We'll figure it out in the road test. Yeah, because I like the cushioning like that, and of course, seat back. You can adjust the seat back recline, so it's very practical. Also, the back seat. So I enjoyed spending my time there. Uh, it was. It's okay. The other thing that I came away with was that it's not sporty, right? In terms of the its handling. But it, the Creta never was. was again, it? right? It's that same message that underlines yeah. everything. Yeah. It's safe. It stays planted. It mm. feels controlled. All of it mm. on point. But when you start, uh, so like right when I did went manual and said I'm going to found a you know maybe Two three corners. or four corners, yeah. right, and which are also fairly uh, hmm. lenient in that sense. Uh, I pushed, picked up pace, pushed into the corner. It's going, but it's not turning in as quickly as hmm. I would want, right? Yeah. So it it has a slight sense of measured approach about hmm. it, saying that. Zada mat bhagao, right? Uh, which also brings us back to the end line. There will be an end line for the people who want to bhagao later, I guess. Hmm. So that's the nature. I really enjoyed it. It's nothing that you stepped out and said, "Oh wow, kya badal diya hai," or "This is so new and this but is so fresh." But it's a facelift. I mean, I, I don't know why we are going so far correct. down this story it's because expectations are like that. People okay, so let's get your expectations correct. <laughs> this is an update to the current Creta, which means it will not change much. Hopefully, they will have changed enough for you to see the extra value in it. these changes will improve some of the things that the car was missing earlier or some of the things that have appeared on the scene since then needed to be added back but it's not fundamentally going to feel like a new car so the other thing of course is ads inclusion of ads with a- annoying or assistance <laughs> or autonomous we'll go with annoying annoying we'll go with annoying so this is what we do at motoring now when we hear the word ads we decide whether the first a stands for autonomous or annoying depending on how effective the system is there are a few autonomous ones out there but there are a lot more anno- uh, annoying systems out there uh, we'll find out about the creta now so i found out what i love about ads i love about it you can turn it off <laughs> there's one feature i absolutely love the high beam assist high beam assist so what it does is when the road's dark it goes to high beam it goes to high beam it sees a vehicle coming it tips uh. very good i like that that genuinely feels like it's assisting you uh. takes a lot of the pain away just steps in when it needs to i love it mm. it works flawlessly mm. that, that that is my favorite feature on ads uh. so this is also usual the same routine right switch off uh, auto emergency braking just try lane departure warning lane keep assist and uh, of course blind spot and all work invisibly they are great to have uh, happy to have those mm. right they're not interfering with my driving in this also i felt that the steering intervention for lane keep assist was a bit strong which is funny because when we drove the verna mm. 
it was actually a very smooth system or maybe it's a i don't know we will get back on this mm. maybe it's again the conditions we are driving on narrower roads mm. where there isn't much latitude right and the corners when they come in there is not that much space so i think the car is intelligent enough to figure out that you're on a narrow road so i need to react faster i doubt it so okay fine fair point fair point i'm also not sure about this so but i do feel that the intervention isn't as smooth as it was in the verna where it was almost like it didn't wait for you to get to the edge of the lane and then Hmm. yank you back it would start intervening earlier hmm. right it felt smoother and more like an assist rather than there were a couple interrupt. of segments above this car in terms of the no. luxury quotient or something it's actually the top spec is going to be cheaper than the creta by a couple of lakhs could it be because the sedan format allows you to react a little bit quicker and make you feel less than a suv which is higher up and i think so more body rolling i think that is it hmm. it can just because it's lower hmm. center of gravity is lower yeah. so when it assists it can be smoother about it it those interventions can be done more smoothly i think that ergo that, sedans are better than suvs if you disagree no 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 i'm not asking you for comments please don't I, we know that this is an endless debate <laughs> so uh, so that was uh, the turbo petrol and adas conversation mm. is about till there i did try it out a little bit more the next day uh, but not extensively the roads again were the adas thing yeah. or the turbo petrol thing uh, adas you already don't give a thing about it so why are we persisting let's move on okay uh, so you already classified as anno- uh, as uh, annoying what difference does it make now so so the thing that uh, i was really looking forward to before i went for the drive i just uh, checked in as to what all we would be able to drive mm. right so there were going to be four options turbo petrol mm. with the dct yeah uh, obviously the diesel with the automatic yeah and the diesel with the manual Hmm. And the fourth option is the one that I was really excited about, which was the naturally aspirated 1.5 liter petrol with the CVT transmission. Okay, that's been an engine combination I've been harping on about since we experienced it in the uh, Verna. Okay, and even when we spoke about the Seltos, I said that I wish Kia had brought that to the test drives because hmm. that is the combination I really want to drive. Why is it? What is it about the NA with the CVT that gets you? Uh, So when we experienced it in the Verna hmm. I was not see CVTs were ignored for very long yeah right the technology has moved forward hmm. we our inherent bias has also done it uh, sure you know no uh, hasn't helped its cause hmm. uh, and manufacturers did not invest in it that much hmm. but now CVTs have progressed to the point where they are genuinely impressive hmm I don't think CVTs as you know this okay convenient technology ki are saste mein ban jayega sasta hai ki nahi mujhe nahi pata but the point is that it's not as complicated so it can be a more economy oriented or a old person's transmission or whatever it's not like that it's a great all rounder hmm. I enjoyed it on the Verna and now that I got to experience it in the Creta hmm. I am certain that that combination is what 80% of the people need Hmm. because more and more people are going away from diesels people want petrols people are driving in the city yeah this combination works beautifully hmm. at low speeds the ease with which it moves i was i had to simulate traffic we were in, we were in the middle of the desert at that point and in fact actually what i did do was the village was nearby and it's again typically you know just two lanes yeah. 
shops on both sides, lots of trucks and rickshaws and whatnot. So I spent, so I got the car towards evening. So I said, any which ways, I'm going to go out. And I drove it for 30, 40 kilometers mm. around there. Did simulated a city run mm. <laughs> behind trucks and bikes and whatnot. The distinct thought in my head was how easy it is mm. for, you know, that soft acceleration where you want to just manage pace. Mm. It's immediate. Okay. And there's no, uh, it, there's a smoothness to it as well, right? Mm. Whereas with uh, turbo petrol, with the DCT, there'll be a gear change and you'll feel it and there'll be that surge. However much, it will be there. Whereas in this, mm. wow, okay. And it feels richer in the way it delivers that, ins you know, bottom end. That's what this makes your luxury of the experience climb a notch, right? That's what you're saying. Yeah. So now, even though it's a CBT, and yes, it will be noisier when you rev it hmm. compared to the turbo. Does it feel too much? Hmm. No. And the second clever thing in that is, it's got steps, so it simulates gears. So CVT does not have gears in the conventional yeah, it's sense. Continuously variable for a reason. Yeah. So it actually simulates gears, man. Hmm. So when you are accelerating hard, it will hold one simulated gear. So you are used to that sound of the revs rising. Right. And the speed rising in proportion to that. And mm. then it will switch to the next one. So I actually even made a note of how much it does in each gear till about... Each third. gear. Yeah, each gear. It, I think first gear was 50, second gear was... Ah, anyways, I've got it in the notes. So basically it did that, right? So it made it feel more natural. So people who are worried about the CVT saying, highway use, it's not going to be good. You'll enjoy it. It will not be an issue. Even if you don't go to manual mode, it is responsive enough is it going to be as quick as a dct hell no it's not going to be right but don't worry about it i think for many people this would be the combination and this is how i put it down in my notes as well that if i was looking to buy a credit today this is the combination i would buy okay if i was buying the verna i would buy the turbo dct right right because it's a sedan it's a little bit more fun I, I would enjoy that added performance there a lot more. All and the SUV fans are going to come and kill you in the comments for saying that the sedan is the one you prefer. Okay. Of course. It is what it is, my friends. Mm. And the other reason why I'm super glad about this combination is unlike in the Seltos, mm. you can have this on the Creta in the top spec. Okay. In the Seltos, it's limited to not, not even the real meaty mid-spec one, it's HTX. So you can't get a lot of the frills with it. Mm. Uh, in this, that's not the case. Mm. So you can get it with, uh, I think what Hyundai, uh, so we are recording this before the launch. So a lot of the details or price and exact variants, we don't know. Uh, in terms of pricing, let's just wrap this up. It will be, let's say, the base end 20, 30,000 rupees more because six airbags, standard ESC, VSM, all of that stuff. Tire pressure monitoring system. Uh, stop spec will get ADAS and the additional features. So that'll be maybe 80,000 rupees or a lakh of rupees more. Okay. Right. So we don't know, but what we uh, think is that the ADAS hmm. will be offered as a tech pack. Yeah, d d don't buy. So you don't have to get the ADAS. Hopefully that is the solution. And if that is the solution, I think it's awesome. And, and you would not pay for the ADAS the way it is right now? Just for the high beam assist? No. I mean, you said blind spot is what you appreciate. The high beam is what you enjoy. Yeah. So for those, these two to you are not valuable enough for the money that you never ask. I don't know how much they're going to charge for the tech pack. Hmm. Right. If it was... Uh, stuff. <laughs> even even 20,000 bucks sounds like a lot. But yeah. 
So I'm, okay. I mean, I'm really, it's not a must have for me. Hmm. Uh, so it's great. If they're offering it as a tech pack, I think that's perfect. That's the solution. That is the way forward. It should be an option. Um, there are no 18 inch wheels on any of the variants. Awesome. Right. And that's, that really that's a win. is. That's a straight away that win. That really is awesome. Uh, this feels sweet. Even uh, with the CVT, uh, it was feeling good to drive hmm. over different surfaces. So that was the CVT. The only thing I missed was the color. Hmm. Color? So, yeah. It's a dark emerald green. Okay. And initially, I thought it was just black. Is it what the British call the British racing green? Similar. No, it's not. It's it's darker than that. And it's, you know, it has that metallic. It's so green, it's black. It is. If you're standing in the shade, right, the next morning, uh, the diesel, uh, then I drove the diesel the next morning. And when it was parked, it was parked in the shade of a tree. And there were some people around. And slowly as the sun started popping over the tree, they're like, oh, this is not black. You know, so it, Actually, is that dark? Okay, but it looks really nice. It's mm -hmm. a very classy shade. I really like that. Uh, I think I've got a couple of we've we've got pics of that. You'll see it. So it's dark, but it looks good. Mm. Uh, so I really like that. The next morning, moved to the diesel. I thought of picking the diesel auto, but I went for the manual because the manual diesel manual is not available on the Seltos. Okay. Seltos only offers you the diesel with the automatic hmm. or the IMT. So this is the only place right now in this family of sorts that you can get a diesel with a manual. Hmm. The engine itself feels as familiar, as easy, as sophisticated, as good as it always was. Great travel companion. Hmm. No two ways. Very efficient. And efficient in the city as well. Easy to drive in the city as well. But as we've said with all modern diesels, now with the diesel exhaust fluid, the low speed usage issues, you know, you have to drive these modern diesels for a certain period on highways at higher speeds for the, uh, the emissions control systems to clear themselves out right okay so that's something you keep in mind but this is a great diesel engine still but you still you but we're increasingly not willing to recommend diesels unless there's high mileages involved for correct. the drivers correct okay so the diesel uh, we saw with the seltos that the diesel and the turbo petrol are priced on par hmm. which i expect will be the case here as well or okay. maybe a slight difference maybe hmm. uh either which ways Getting the diesel means you have to be clocking a lot of kilometers, not from the running cost standpoint, but because eventually when it comes to resale, that is going to start taking a hit eventually, not mm. right now. Right now, I think diesels are still going strong okay. in the resale market. It's not a concern now, but if you buy a car today and four or five years later, we don't know where we are going to be. Understood. Because there's a lot of noise around this, right? Mm. So diesel buying is something the way I look at it is you have a lot of heavy usage. So you will recover any hit that you will have in resale with your usage itself. Got and it. you will probably not hold it for seven, eight years. You will use it for three, four years and move on. And move on okay. Right? So that's the way I look at diesels, right? Um, the manual transmission, I think it was a great idea to pick that mm. because we know the six-speed automatic is good. It's a little bit noisier than the IMT and mm. obviously this manual. And IMTs have never come to Hyundai. Hyundai was the one who started off with the IMTs, but it's not there on the Creta. Right? Okay. Um, they just beat Kia by, I think, a couple of weeks or so mm. when they first introduced the IMT. Uh, but it's not there on the, uh, Creta at all. on the Creta at all. So if we just quickly run through the options. I, let me do this. Let me do this. I, I, I will make some educated guesses here. <laughs> the turbo petrol with the uh, DCT gearbox, you love driving it. That's one option. The NA petrol with the CVT gearbox, also you love driving it. Correct. And the manual transmission, you have a six-speed manual transmission. And you get that with the diesel. 
and you get it with the NA petrol. That's the full set of permutation combinations available right now. There is no uh, automated clutch version of any transmission in the Creta lineup for the moment. Correct. Sorted. Sorted. So, <laughs> so coming back to the diesel, uh, my default recommendation with the diesel will be the automatic because this clutch uh, is a bit tiring to use. It's not that it's too heavy, but it's just you have to push a long way. And hmm. if you're in stop-go traffic regularly, it's not going to make sense. On the Seltos with the IMT, I like that solution a lot. That's very convenient. That would have been my go-to on the Seltos. Here, hmm. it's the automatic if you're picking the Creta. So, so you have three Cretas that you recommend. If you're looking for the diesel, buy it with the automatic. Yeah. If you're looking for the NA petrol, buy it with the CVT. And especially if you're using it in the city a lot. Yeah. If you want to have a little bit of fun driving it, it's not the most efficient of the Kretas, but the Turbo Petrol with the DCT transmission is the one to get if you want to have fun driving it. Correct. I have been listening. <laughs> the summary will be coming up shortly. Oh, uh -huh. <laughs> right. Mm -hmm. So this is uh, the diesel that we're familiar with and uh, it still remains as good as before. All right. It's just, I think the time of diesel is getting a little bit harder. Mm -hmm. to just Does it make you a little sad? Mm, no, not really. I'm okay. If the departure of diesels is going to make you sad, leave us a comment and tell us why. Because yeah. there was a time when a lot of us preferred driving the diesels because there was just something extra about diesels. Yeah. And I think we are somehow getting past that. Yeah, because I think the turbo petrols are bringing that, the diesels torque hmm. uh, factor in. Hmm. And the turbo petrol here is hmm. awesome. What about the Creta EV? Creta EV, yeah, it'll come. There is one. There oh, I was just guessing. There will Creta EVN. EV. Of course, Hyundai has so many N lines. They already have the Ionic N, no? N or N line? Because they're not the same thing. N. N is serious. Serious. N line is a kit. Serious. N. Ionic 5N. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. So there'll be a Creta EVN also. I'm sure. I hope there is. Hmm. If Hyundai want to do this properly, they should have it. Hmm. Why not? Yeah, because there's not enough transmission and engine options already. <laughs> we need some more. Yeah. So, yeah, talking about the N-Line, so this is just a side conversation. There will be a Creta N-Line, hmm. which will get the 18-inch rims. And hopefully, it does the N-Line bit like the i20 N-Line does, hmm. where it doesn't feel stupid. It yeah. actually feels sporty, yeah. right? And the i20 N-Line, despite the firmness of the ride, it had the sporty persona from its chassis and suspension it standpoint. Did, yes. So, that is good. So, that is something to look forward to. As of now, uh, like we start, like we said earlier, that uh, we don't have the prices on hand, but we expect it to be 20 to 20,000 rupees to a lakh rupees more than what it is right now okay. for the top spec and the base. Um, the base has 16-inch wheels? That would be 16 steels, if I'm not wrong. Okay. So, so are they actually going to sell any of these base Kretas with the 16-inch wheels with the steel and all that? I don't think they sell very many of them. I so, think. it's a placeholder. So, it's it's there. I don't think it's a complete placeholder for somebody who doesn't have the budget but wants a larger size SUV. Okay. Uh, I think it still works because… Okay. Uh, because you, you add are, the alloys back later and… Yeah, you can do that. Fair enough. And I think the vehicle, the size that it offers, the flexibility of… I mean, how the suspension works, the, even the base engine. It will be enough for some people who are not looking to, you know. No, I'm not questioning the utility. I'm just asking if if it's like the old 320i used to be. It was a placeholder. Nobody bought a 320i. I mean, just look at how many base spec Kretas do you see on the road? Hmm. Hardly any. I try and avoid looking at the Kretas because of the way it looks right now. So I have no way to answer <laughs> this question at all. Some blob thing going by. So uh, I do, I mean, when you see those variants, they register. Hmm. That's how rare they are. Hmm. Right? So, I don't think there are too many of them. Okay. And by and large, we've, we've been seeing that 
Indian consumers when they're buying a car, they are invariably going for the higher spec variants. Mm. So yeah, they would. We are Indians. Yeah, we move up. So that is the crater. Any questions? I'm good. Should I give a summary now? Karthik experienced primarily the upper end variants of this car, and some of the color combinations in there he really enjoyed. There are updates to the way it looks. It looks more chunky, and that's actually the design theme for the outside and the inside both. It does mean that the function of the Creta remains at a very high level, which it always has, and the form is not at as high a level as you'd see in the Kia. It's better looking than before, but it's not necessarily the most luxurious thing you'll see. The Kias still have that. You've got a number of feature changes, so you'll get dual zone air conditioning, for example. Uh, there, are, the new AC vents are almost invisible. The controls look nice. There are two. Uh, displays now connected by something called curvilinear or something like that, which basically means there's a 10-inch screen on this side, and the driver's uh, instrument cluster is also now a screen that points back at you. Um, so the interior has been upgraded. The front seats are really nice. The rear seats are more or less where they were, which is already in a good place. So that has not changed fundamentally. On the exterior, how am I doing? On the exterior, the uh, look is a little bit more chunky. The front and the rear are where the primary design has happened. The side body is pretty similar to where it was before, and again, the elements are large. The elements are chunky, and they make the Creta look more squared off and a little bit more bulky. And I think that's a good thing because I think the older Creta just basically looked like a blob with headlights added onto it. So I personally think it's a good thing that this Creta has a little bit more personality to it. If you're looking at the Southeast Asian updated Cretas, they take after the Tucson a lot. This one does not. Prices should go up twenty to eighty thousand rupees depending on the variant. There are more engine and transmission combinations than what I'm about to mention, but these are the three that Karthik recommends very highly. If you want the most fun Creta, you should be looking at the turbo petrol with the DCT transmission. If you want the best Creta to drive around in the city and just feel calm, luxurious, and smooth, that would be the naturally aspirated petrol with the CVT transmission. And if you want a diesel, and you should only get a diesel if you're doing a lot of miles and utilizing the diesel for what it's worth. Then you should be looking at the diesel with the six-speed automatic transmission. Not that the manual diesel is terrible to drive, but the clutch is a little bit long and it will be slightly annoying. As we are recording this, the official prices are not out, so the official variant definitions are also not there. This is the closest that we've come from our experience of driving the car. If you have any more questions, please do leave us a comment. Karthik, who drove the car, will answer them, and that means you get to rate the summary. I think I did a eleven on ten. What do you think, Karthik? Hmm. Some things that may have been missed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Some three sixty degree camera and that thirty five panel sunroof and some annoying driver assistance system that can figure out somebody's coming at you and dip the headlight and stuff like that. You know the frills. Anything else, Karthik? No, I think we're sorted. Good job, good job. <laughs> and there will be and and sorry, what I really missed and the important one here is there will be a Creta N line shortly, and we are hoping just like they created a sporty persona successfully for the i twenty N line, the Creta also goes there. Wow! All right, that feels pretty complete. Fundamentally, good car taken to a slightly better place. Obviously, it's a market leader, so it can't abandon wherever it was, and it has to basically consolidate. So the changes have to be incremental. That's what you said it is. There are clear three-engine transmission combinations that appeal to you. What else needs to be added to this? I just think that the finish, or the perceived quality, is an area where they can, and in specific areas, right? Mm. Like we spoke about the dashboard, what you're looking at, what you're going to be looking at regularly, every day, right? Mm. I think those are small misses, but they are significant misses. Mm. Um, it it makes it feel like a bit of a letdown. Okay. Right, and I really think that there's no reason why those should be missed out on. Okay. So aside from that, I'm happy that there are no 18-inch wheels. 
I like this setup. It's it works well, and that's where I would expect the Creta to be. Um, we spoke about the tech pack, so ADAS as an option. Again, that is what I would have wanted. That we don't know right now if that is how it's going to play out. But if that's how it plays out, awesome. Okay, I think it makes a lot of sense. So the Creta, uh, aside from a little bit of the back seat contouring and stuff like that, boot space. Same where it was, not the largest in the segment by a long shot. That is now the Elevate. Hmm. Very, very practical on that front. But this is two suitcases, soft luggage, that kind. So that area, it could do better, but it's not changed on that front. Okay. So that's the Creta. So that's the story of the Creta because he just said that's the Creta. So if you have any more questions on the Creta, please do leave us a comment. Uh, Motoring First is always also on Apple, Google, Spotify, and Amazon. If you'd like to hear it audio only, and uh, I think that's about it. All right. Thank you so much for watching. Thank you. <laughs>